Welcome back, boys and ghouls. This is Sarah Stevenson, and this is my assistant, Michael Stevenson. Hi, guys. And so you guys are well aware, this is Boys and Ghouls Film Review, and we're here to show, to review our latest movies today. So tonight we will be reviewing Needful Things that was released in 1993. And if you haven't paid attention, this is a Stephen King movie. Another one that we... we should, well, yes, it was based on a Stephen King novel of the same name. Yeah, but... And the novel was actually written in 1991, so it didn't take long for it to get to the silver screen, did it? Yeah. It just took ah. a, just, um, a, f- a few... few um, um, years to get there. Well, the book was released, and uh, mm. probably from the, uh, the day the book was released, they, they thought, "Whoa, this is good, and if someone started drawing a script. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, here we go. Produced by Jack Cummings. Uh, now, directed by... Da-da-da. Fraser Heston. He's the now, son of Charlton Heston. And when did he have his filming debut, his first acting job? Well, I'd, you, you, good of you to ask, Mike, but I mentioned this a while back when we were doing the Ten Commandments, and Charlton Heston's um, kids debuted was when he was, say, one or no, a couple, or of, couple, couple months of months old, old yeah. and he was playing the baby Moses. Baby Moses in the Bull Rushes, and hmm. his first acting job. I wonder if he got paid for it. I don't know, maybe. He couldn't sign a contract. I don't know, maybe, mm. he, but I guess the money would have gone to either his dad, and when he got or to he a trust, certain maybe. age yeah, whatever. Or, or something, like he so. would give it to him eventually. He didn't have any words to speak, but he was a cute little child, but he, and he only, had, only had a bit role, you know. Yeah, so moving on. Anyway, screenplay by W.D. Writer, I think is the right pronunciation, R-I-C-H-T-E-R, but anyway, irrespective of... Mm. Uh, I'm going to use irrespective occasionally. Uh-huh. Now, a budget, I've got no idea. I couldn't find anything on budget. However, it only boxed off at, box at $15 million. Mm. So, from what I've seen, it may have broken even. I couldn't tell you offhand. No. Do you think it went directly to television, if that's the case? If No, no. But budget's a budget. Oh, okay. Um, I, don't, I don't believe it went to TV. I didn't notice. I didn't notice. Um, mm. But no, it normally if it if it's box office, it's actually going to a theatre. Mm, I guess. Yeah, but there's nothing on budget, so I don't know how much it costs to put it yeah. together. Yeah, and as we all know, this is mm. based of a Stephen King novel, as I said. Of the same name. Of the same uh, name. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, there's quite a few actors in, obviously. Yeah, mm. but uh, the the main ones from my perspective, Max von Sydow plays Leyland Gaunt, a stranger who comes to this town. Well, more on him later. Okay. Mm. He's been in quite a few movies over the years. He never plays a nice guy. Eh, who, who he wants that? He plays a Nazi or something nasty or horrible well, or a suspect guy. Yeah. Well, it's a lot more fun playing a bad guy. Ask yes, anyone is, out there, who which would you prefer, playing the good guy or the playing the bad guy? I must admit, if I was going to be in a movie right now, apart from playing Jabba the Hutt, I'm, I've got a weight problem. Uh-huh. Uh, if I was a bit skinnier... Uh, I'd, I'd rather play something like a Michael Myers or a Jason Voorhees or something or other and just go around terrorise the neighbourhood. Mm. That'd be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. Clean, wholesome fun for everybody, folks. Now, yes. Uh, now, um, moving the on. Next movie, <laughs> moving right along, Ed Harris plays Sheriff Alan Pangborn. I think that's the right pronunciation of it. Mm. Um, he's a good guy who uh, who's... Um, All-American boy type guy. Mm. Actually, I'd say a bit like a jaded policeman from the big city who's Mm. going to a country town to get away from all the bullshit. Uh, I swear. Well, that's what he said. Mm. He got sick of all the crap going on in the big city, so he went to a country town where he wouldn't have to worry about too many things happening. Boy, was he wrong. Yeah, it seemed like everyone (laughs) had their own grudges in a small town like... Like yeah, Castle Rock. Castle this is Rock. another yeah. movie that takes place, or the story takes place in Castle Rock. And I, I believe it's a fictitious place. If and it's if it's not, who would move there? Yeah. So many nasty things happen. Yeah, and and two other books um, from Stephen King's collection, apart from The Dead Zone, which we reviewed last time. Yes, we did, yeah, yeah. The other two stories that took place in Castle Rock um, would be The the dead, the dark half, uh-huh. and Cujo. 
Oh, big puppy dog one. The one with the dog with rabies. Woof, woof. woof, woof. Okay, okay, moving right along. Bonnie Bedella plays Polly Chalmers, and she's a bit of a charmerist. She's Ed Harris, or yeah, Sarah from uh, Pangborns. Um, love interest. Girlfriend, love interest, whatever you want to call it. Uh, or uh, actually, during the early part of the movie, he gives her an engagement ring, so he's intended. How's that? Yes, he will. Now, here's another one. Hmm. Amanda Plummer plays Natita Cobb, Nettie to her friends. And we found out... She is actually Christopher Plummer's daughter. Yeah. It was, yeah all in the family, folks, hey? Mm, now, I wasn't going to mention this guy, but he, he, he he's worth a mention because he's got an interesting role. His mm. name's J.T. Walsh. He plays Danforth Keaton Third. But everyone calls him Buster because his last name is Keaton. <laughs> Buster Keaton. <laughs> and he doesn't love being called Buster for obvious reasons. And every time someone says it, um, he gets he all... He gets really annoyed. Uptight. So I reckon since he was a child at school, he was called Buster Keaton. And it's <laughs> just and being a small town, it never goes away, does it, folks? Mm-hmm. Um, Very. I won't go on, uh, on about mm. anybody else. Um, Interesting thing, guys. Um... The, um, this was made or by the um, production called, I mean, the company called the Castle Rock Entertainment, which has done many film projects and TV shows, as far as I can see. But it has done in several of Stephen King's works. You wonder if he's got an interest in Castle Rock Productions. Maybe well, he made up the name. Actually, according to one of the the guys producers in charge he got i guess he got inspired by one of stephen oh, okay. king's books so, he, yeah, so he kind of used dear old stephen king's the name location of, yeah, name yeah, yeah, for a new entertainment why group. not hmm. all all above board and everything else and okay yada 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 i can't think of anything i want to say before sarah starts hmm. Uh, relating the story to everybody. Um, yeah, you might as well jump into it, kiddo. Yeah. Yeah, so the story begins where we see um, an unknown force um, arriving on in the sky and then it suddenly transforms into a... a we then fade in on a car, a, a black... Um, yeah, it looks like a sold Mercedes. Very yes. nice. I wouldn't mind yeah, having one. Yeah, old car and all that stuff. And it arrives at Castle, you know, um, Rock. And all of a sudden, we, fa- we then flash to the main street and this town hears about a new shop that's opening called Needful Things. Mmm, wonder what that's going to be selling. And the, yeah, and of course the ad doesn't tell you very much. Of course, the first victim of the... Well, the first customer first, stroke victim. <laughs> turns out to be a boy, say nine-year-old, and he wanted a... He wasn't nine, he was about 12. Nine or 12-year-old, and he wanted a baseball card that he and his dad collected and all that stuff. He and had all his baseball cards, but the one he couldn't get was a baby. Ruth uh, baseball card and they're very expensive and you can't get them easily. But, yeah, yeah if, and if could, of course yeah. um, he gives him a good deal, like half, you know, half the price. Oh, he definitely gives it for a couple of cents, but he Humble wants to cents. he wants to get up to mischief. Yeah, and he of course um, says he will ask for a favor from him eventually. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, our next and meanwhile, all of this is happening. Alan, the local sheriff, he's trying to keep things in order and all that stuff. And he just proposed to his nice girlfriend slash um, love interest, who also has arthritis, which plays a very key part to the story. Yeah, she's arthritis in the hands. I I can sympathise. I got osteo myself, so painful. Sad, Mm. that is. Yeah, anyway, he gives her a ring and says that they'll be a happy pair Eventually, things begin to heat up with the townsfolk. Starting when they start entering needful things, yeah, some they, people they, they kept going. All the people got drawn into the store, didn't they? Yeah. And the ones who went to the store came out uh, with a different perception on life and living in the country town. That's yeah. the best way to put it, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, just just five minutes of word with um, dear old 
Um, what's his name again? Mr. Gaunt. Mr. Gaunt. And he then gives you, um, he, sli- he usually slips of the tongue, says something that gives the, um, this person the chance to cause a bit of trouble. And which he does. I mean, uh, it turns out um, he causes trouble with the two ladies. One's a bit of a, um, a grungy, probably penny, um, doesn't have a, I mean, a penny to her name type grunger type woman. And a woman, another woman who supposedly may have killed her husband, but, kept, but it's made out that he, well, he attacked her and all that stuff. I believe the nice lady in the cafe, her husband attacked her. And she killed him in self-defense. Mm. And the other lady is a, a redneck woman who hates everybody and yeah. a chip on her shoulder. Yeah. <coughs> and she's got an infamous lady and a pet dog, which is a beautiful dog. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think... I'm not sure what kind of dog it is. Doesn't big it? black one. I guess it's a Rottweiler, I think. Could be a Rottweiler. I don't know. It's a big anyway, dog. Big matter. black dog. Really cute. Anyway, while it's there... They're getting into each other's face. Um, my little boy, he starts his first barrel of mischief by, um, I guess, um, starting off uh, pelting, sh- um, um, you know, um, um, what do they call them again, those those birds? Turkeys? Tur- the turkey turds in- onto it, their washing. He, yeah, he, yeah his, his deal uh, with Mr. Gaunt, this younger boy, was to go there, get a bucket full of crap, from the uh, mm-hmm. from the birdie poo and throw it over the lady's washing, and mm-hmm. she's going to think maybe somebody else did it, and that mm-hmm. and the plot will thicken. Actually, yeah. I, I just came a bit of a check. It wasn't a Babe Ruth baseball card; that was a Mickey Mantle card yeah, Mickey for you Mantle, baseball sorry, fans, sorry, folks. <laughs> so, and then this starts um, causing some distress between the ladies and and the other lady. She even goes to the mayor's. Um, is it the mayor? Yeah, I think it's the mayor. Yeah, I think the mayor. Yeah, yeah, and spreads and um, put posts all over his house, um, bits and pieces, saying he's a total liar, a cheat. Uh, um, no, he was the mayor. He was a boat salesman. Okay, boat yeah, 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 salesman yeah, yeah, slash yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. mayor, whatever. But he, but he had things written on that piece of paper from. Uh, I think he's the mayor because he had um, the money a, from the town that was being no, made. No, yeah, he had. He, he had. He had his fingers in the pie. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I don't think it's actually uh, the mayor. I think he was, he might have been on the council and he had Maybe. access to the money, yeah. So he um, had access to the money and he's been spending it on horse racing, no less. And Alan is aware of this and he decides to keep it quiet for the sake, for not for, not to be um, a nasty guy, but he's just trying to cut, to avoid a, a scandal or something. Exactly. He's not being um, just respectful. Although mm. Polly gets wind of this from um, the um, ga- Mr. Gaunt, Mr. Gaunt, mm. and he's been putting the moves on her. Don't ask me why. Well, he hasn't been putting the moves on her. Uh, Later on, he does. Yes, yeah, true. Anyway, um, she then sees um, Alan and with the um, with the man, and and she assumes that the worst of Alan, obviously. He thinks he's in collusion with him, mm. I believe. Mm. Yes, anyway, while this is happening, um, the boy comes back to the redneck's house and she pelts a lot of apples and into their the windows, windows and okay. into their television, their, their, whatever's breakable. Whatever, whatever, whatever the apple's still on the other side got broken, has it? Yeah. Mm. Eventually, um, he heads off and then she comes home and she's... Angry and, and straight away she thinks the other lady. Did and it. meanwhile, uh-huh. another la- the other the la- other lady, uh, while she was doing the um um desecrating someone else's reputation, yeah. she eventually um gets her gets so- someone else does the same to her by killing her dog. Yeah. See, it was an yeah. um um I guess he's a tramp who wants to relive his days and he, he wanted he ended up getting a special letter jacket from yeah, when he was uh, in high school whatever uh, he had a, a nice leather jacket and he said the best period of my time that one that day and and, and hadn't have a jacket it's like that in the window of the store mm-hmm. and he got it yeah. for a, a meager price plus favor or yeah. two so yeah. he killed her dog and she thinks it's the redneck who did it and she heads to her house and they begin a knife fight yeah hatchets and knives and in the end they both kill each other 
Yeah, eventually they fall out of a window and both are one both is impaled. One is impaled with a, the um the carving knife, carving knife, and the other one and stabbed got, in the chest and get, or whatever. And a meat cleaver in the head wasn't yeah, it? Oh, cleaver. whatever. One had a meat cleaver in it, and the other yeah. one had a carving knife. And of course, the, our, the little boy is a little, he's he's actually upset, and he wants to tell Alan the sheriff. And which he nearly does. Yeah. He tells him about how he's been having nightmares and t- horrible dreams about probably feeling guilty about this and probably. Yeah. And who wouldn't? And yeah. he's a nice little boy. Yeah, and he was about to shoot himself, but luckily enough, Alan was able to get oh, get the gun out of his but, hands. But he did wound time. himself. He, had, he did end up in hospital, though I believe. Yeah, in he, the that's rich- why Alan was upset. Yeah. He couldn't quite save him. Yeah, so he the, did hurt himself. Yeah, in the original yeah. book. Um, um, the boy really did shoot himself in front of his young, probably his brother, yeah. and the, well, and the studio didn't want to ki- have a ki- kid or a minor yeah. getting killed off. No, that would that would be very nice. This is one movie. of the many reasons why or we don't see either. any kids getting killed in movies. You know, anyway, yeah. moving on. Moving right along. So, anyway, so <laughs> so he tries to piece together what's been happening, and he. He feels like he's coming up with zero explanations for But he thinks why. something's got... He, but you've got a gut feeling something's not quite right with all the people in the town. Just people aren't behaving rationally anymore. Yeah, you know? like everyone's acting odd. Oh, the, there's, there's, a, there's a Roman Catholic priest and there's a, what, a Baptist minister. Yeah. And they were normally would be... At odds. ...tolerant at each other. Uh, and they and they got to the stage where they're very hateful and getting in... And they got to the stage... Mm. Yeah, they they were want to do each other bodily harm, you know. Mm. So yeah, things were changing. Yeah, eventually, um, Polly gets um, her own little present where it's a special charm that allows her to her arthritis to disappear. Yeah, but she had to leave this charm on all the time. Mm-hmm. Ah. And it's another horrible price to pay. Uh, she kind of got um, what's he? F- to Look, seducer. he seduced her. He. he I mean, that was part of it. I mean, look, you didn't see it, but he looked like he's going in for the kill and then you did a cutaway, you know, Thank cut, cut another scene. So, um, but, yeah. you know. But, but you could tell right away, away it was heading he, to that yeah. direction. Yeah, so he did. Yeah. So, meanwhile, while this is happening, um, she she then eventually goes to Paul's, Alan's house. and well, oh, boat. His, his houseboat. Boat. Houseboat, yeah. And he, she sees the... Some lots of dollars. Um, well, anyway, did in Mr. Gordon or someone phone her or someone? Yeah, telling her that that, she, that he's been he, he he was embezzling money from the council with the other guy. Yeah, yeah. she then phones Alan. Uh, well, Alan phones her after he gets to the Emmys. No, actually, he phones her and she t- and he tells her tells him that you've been suffering up the money from our council, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, just like the other guy. Yeah, just as bad as he is. Yeah. Yeah. And she removes her ring and just puts it on the table. And dear old Alan feels that there's there's definitely something wrong here. Yeah, he'd never seen this moment before in his life. Uh, when yeah. He, uh, what money? And he, went, he, went, he goes to his houseboat. She's not there. And the money's right on the The money's on the there. He's never seen it before. And the engagement ring is sitting yeah. there. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, it's sad. Sad, 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 sad. Anyway, moving on. So he then go, heads to the church and and talks to the priest there. He has a gift from um, um, Mr. Gaunt. Mr. Gaunt again. <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting his it name. It looks like a nice old cup, like a chalice. Yeah, yeah. Mm. he got it from the same needful things, along mm. with anything else. Mm. And, of course, um, it turns out... Um, He's very protective of it, and Alan tells him that this is all. This is what's been caught. You've been causing all your pain. That these guys are so protective of your things. The, yeah. This horrible. These horrible things. And he's he starting to twig that everyone who goes to Mr. Gaunt, Mr. Gaunt's shop in, interacts with him is being affected by him somewhere or other. He's starting. He's starting to twig now. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. he even asks him, "Is there a devil?" And if he's here in Castle Rock, and um, of course, the guy there, he says that it's not him's fault, it's the um, other Baptist pri- priest's yeah, fault. Yeah, the Baptist priest, Baptist minister's fault, he's a devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah then yeah. I think the, yeah, the, um, the mayor or whatever, I, I'm, not, I'm just going to call him the mayor, considering he's working as a council member. Well, or whatever. Okay, let's call him the mayor, but he wasn't the mayor. Okay, they, they, anyway, they he, he kills yeah. his wife and he acts all stupid and nasty, especially when he's 
gambling and drunk. Yeah, he was a drunkard and he was a gambler. I think he's more of a gambler. Yeah, That's and why those he's little notes that were left by um, Nettie, the lady, all over his house. Were actually, he, they were all written by Mr. Norris, well, who was a deputy working for Al- with well, Alan. Let's, let's that. She actually had a notebook. From the police station, however, yeah, uh, like yes, when they cite write out a ticket, you know, like a yeah. citation, whatever, and it, it was all signed by this Norris guy, Nor- Norris, the uh, deputy, mm. and his name was on all these things put through mm. Buster's house. So he thinks the police yes. deputy, well, the, the deputy is mm. after him and trying to give him a hard time. Yeah, and anyway, mm. he ended up um, taking some dynamite, which. Gar- Mr. Grant, Mr. Mr. Gaunt Gaunt gave gave him, and he then starts to blow up the the, um, church. He he blew up the church, or part of it. Yeah, and then this is um, the priest then completely losing his mind, thinks it's the Baptist Uh, minister's fault. So he goes off there to kill the Baptist minister. And then (laughs) a whole hell hell breaks loose. The whole town is in an uproar. Everyone's running around. Everyone is driving into each other's cars. And, And... Alan is the only one completely daffed out by the, all this violence. And, 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 he, and he sees Mr. Gaunt just standing there and he's ran to watching everybody. Yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a sort of a smirky smile on his face. Yeah, of course. He tries to break up both the priests and he, um, he takes out his guns and, of course, Mr. Gaunt tells courage to shoot, shoot one him, of them. Shoot him, shoot yeah. him. Eventually... Alan raises the gun and over sh- everyone's heads and, and bam, a few bullets into the air. Empties, em- empties his magazine and his yeah. pistol. He then, ex- then well, he gets their attention. He that then way too. gets their attention and he s- then s- finally tells them that roughly that that it, since the past few days we've become mortal enemies and now we're we're at each other's throats. We never were like this before since since and, and, things. And, yeah, and he and, and he sort of started asking questions like. What did Mr. Gaunt ask you to do? Listen to a girl. Yeah. And then he said, oh, she asked me to do so-and-so. Then yeah. somebody else said, they, he asked me to do so-and-so. And it went on a little bit like... A uh, confession. A, bit confi- a little bit like Jesus when Mary Magdalene was being stoned. What were... What are, what, what are your sins? You know? Yeah, so... Yeah. Why are everyone, these people after you? And yeah. everyone confessed to something. Yeah, yeah. everyone... Mm. It seems that Mr. Gaunt has been in each, each of his the his victims' ears telling them to do a small prank or just... Yeah. Uh, or something really bad, and which turned the tables on the other person yeah. and making and, them and think it's another person. And everybody each other and they're prepared to kill each other off. Yeah, yeah. and now that they realise this... Meanwhile, the mayor he then takes out he takes out some um, a, a rifle and shoots Alan in the shoulder. I think it was yeah, the shoulder. I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And dear, I'm, oh yeah. Before that happens, Polly realizes that this is all true. That she's been everyone's been manipulated by Mister. Ga- Ga- Mr. Gaunt. Gaunt. And so she removes the necklace and throws it on the ground. And, and, and her arthritis comes back. Aww. Yeah, but I imagine it's not worth it. It's not worth giving away giving something out, giving away your soul just to, yeah, to feel well, the, what, that, that, what, better. That's what's implied. Because they, yeah, see, they're yeah. selling their souls to make them feel... Yeah. To see, make them feel... It, they need this yeah, stuff. It appears that Mr. Gaunt's actually a demon who's out there uh, doing the rounds of different country towns and stuff. Yeah. He's been around mm. for a millennia or yeah, two. Yeah, it seems. You know. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Alan mm. did sleep and in, sneaked into his um, building and found some articles that go old, date old back newspapers. to many, many years. Old, old newspapers. Including to the present where it, it de- detailed the murder of those two ladies that killed each other. Yeah, which only just happened. Hmm. So, so he's okay. He's a collector. Mm, so of any, what? Of souls. souls. Anyway, <laughs> back to the mayor. Um, he then attempts to kill every one of those mem- those people on the street, but he but he gets talked out of it by Alan eventually. And, and then, then Buster comes to the realization that Mister Gaunt's manipulated them all the time. Yeah, manipulate everyone. He mm. eventually um, calls him that name, Buster, and di- and he then dives after Mister Gaunt. And bam, the whole Mr. The Needful Things is blown to, well, well just blown to shit. He, he tackles Mr. Gaunt, they fall through the window, the bomb, go, the, the dynamite goes off while they're both in the shop. 
Now, that would have been an expensive prop. Yeah. They blew it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more concerned about the stuff around the place. Well, there you anyway, go. Anyway, um, the place is gone and everyone is relieved that the store's that, gone. Oh, good. And all of a sudden, but then out of the Mr. fire. Mr. Gaunt appears and says, huh, not my best work. Huh, I should go. Uh, not my best days. Yeah, so obviously, Mr. Buster Keaton guy, uh, he's dead. Yeah. And, and, and he's, there's a bit of him over there. Yeah. Over he there. then approaches Alan yeah. and says that. that him and Paul uh, will make Polly. A, Polly will be um, um, a good couple, and they will have a bunch of kids and a nice family. And, and when he, um, he, he's their grandson, um, he will become. Um, uh, well, no. All he says is, in two thousand and fifty-three, yeah, he will encounter his grandson. Yeah, and and then he's implying that he's got more work to do in the area when he comes back. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, somehow in the movie, I think that um, Mr. Gaunt was aware that Alan, he, he probably knew him from a previous existence. Or, and, or his family line or something. Or, or, and, or reincarnation. Or maybe. Chance, but maybe, then again, yeah, he, tr- he kind of talks to all of them like he knows them. them. A couple of them. Yeah, and. Yeah. He knows of their pa- their passions, their desires, and stuff like that. Well, and every single item. A good is- salesman does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he then then eventually his car comes up and he drives out of Castle Rock and drives out and leaves the town completely right. and leaving off in the sunset, leaving yeah. them with an uncertain future ahead of them. And a lot well, of, that's po- and a lot of apologising to do. Yeah, 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 I like to think that they all sat, um, um, the next morning would have apologised to one another for yeah, their behaviour. So, yeah. Like I meant, I do. Th- oh, I really didn't mean to try to shoot you and everything. Yeah. Right, everything. I think that everyone started to realise that the truth, what they what they've been becoming. Yeah. I mean, some people shot each other and different things. I mean, but that guy killed the dog uh, who was a drunkard, got a he shotgun, was... and he went to the bar. He keeps he keeps getting thrown out of and to shoot the barman to keep throwing him out, then the barman gets a shotgun out, and they both shoot each other at the same time. And I mean, how yeah. do you apologise that one? No, I don't think you can. <laughs> yeah. One thing I do hope is that the souls that Mr. Garrett Gaunt collected, I hope that they were set free. I know that in the book it said they were set free eventually. Well, the spell, his spell was broken, hmm. possibly. Possibly. <coughs> but maybe, perchance. I'd like to think that um, if they were manipulated... Hmm. And they had no real control. See, that's really, it opens up that th- uh, theological question. We have a choice. Mm. So did he just plant the seed and we just did what we wanted to do? Mm. Or did he manipulate the people into doing so? Like Mr. Buster Keaton guy, he just got out totally out of control. Mm. I think he was manipulated. Mm, very. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, anyway, there was, there was a lot of um, different takes and different stories. I like to think that Mr. Gaunt, um, he went, he was all over the place. Like, um, if he was been talking to every one of those people, you know, whether or not he was in the cafe one minute and the next minute, he's next to you telling you, go off and do this, this prank for me so exactly. you can have this thing all you want, all that stuff. Look, I admit, though, I did thought that that Alan's girlfriend should not have um, used her, you know, used would should have not have just um, had had an affair with him. He did have, she did not have an affair with the man. He seduced her. Okay, he seduced her. But an affair would imply it was a willing. Thing, I, I he get seduced it. Her. And yeah. Mike was just saying yeah. to me the other night when we were watching this movie, he mentioned something really Profe- professionally interesting. What did I say? I you said it. that um, if he um, and her had a sexual encounter, obviously, yes. then it doesn't imply that maybe, just maybe, that um, oh, yeah. one of their children will turn well, out to be his. Well, their firstborn might be Mr. Gaunt's child, and he begets... The child the will be the grandchild, uh, who he's gonna meet in two thousand fifty. Yeah, he said something about making headlines. What does that tell you, folks? He's a mover and shaker. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unless, um, I, I like to think oh, that yeah. maybe um, Bob, um, Alan's gr- grandson, may fight back just like 
like Alan did. Well, no, we don't know. He maybe, maybe even can't tell the future totally. He just knows Bob's going to be born. Yeah. He's got plans for him. A bit like Damien and the Omen and stuff, you know. Mm. But he was thought. more like Devil Spawn that one. But yeah, yeah, mm. but, yeah. and the Devil knew what was going on of him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm. I do think this is an interesting one. Uh, I, the one reason I like about this movie it it deals with a stranger coming to a town and he builds a store and with with mag- magical objects, even though they're not magical, they're just <clears> mostly <throat> allow your. Oh, I think they're a catalyst. What do you mean? Well. You look at something, oh, I want that, mm. and then uses your want and desire for that item mm. so he can manipulate you and get into you, uh, into your subconscious, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. The, the items probably don't have any power themselves, but use that mm. as a way in. Yeah, uh, one of the items yeah. I should mention was a Treasure Island book. That written by Robert Louis Stevenson and, and autographed signed. by yes. him. Mm. And the interesting thing in one, well... Um, tre- the Treasure Island, this was a reference to Francis ha- um, Hastings' um, previous production, Treasure Island, that was released in 1990. And this <laughs> was star- starred Charlton Heston, his own father. So this is a bit of a, a reference, you know, oh. in, in this movie. There's a lot of references. Yeah, there's a lot of references to both... <laughs> Francis um, past as and not to mention the lady who's um, um, Mrs. Plummer's um, uh, father. Know this in this movie? Christopher. Yeah. There's mm. yeah. There's references all over the place here and there. I think that it's because I think it was all Francis's idea. Well, it could have been. Who knows? Maybe he was close to the plumbers. I don't know. You're close to plumbers, the carpenters, electricians. <laughs> You know what I mean, Mike. Sorry. They, they may have been. Uh, both of them were kid act, kids. Well, it could that be related no, to the irrespective act. of being kids or anything. Um, you go look at another thing too. Um, if they all live in the same area, let's say Hollywood Hills or something rather, mm-hmm. uh, or wherever they live, they they could have grown up together, same high schools or you know parties. You know, families would have known each other. You know, yeah. so yeah, they would have hung out together. Yeah, so, yeah I mean. Like people normally hang out for like people, you know, people in the film industry and their kids mm. would get to know each other, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, reception. Hey. What's it like? Needful Things received generally negative reviews from the critics. Oh, F. No, wait a minute. But there's not a lot of information either. Mm. No, no, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes gave it's- it a 31%. Okay. With no comments. No comments. No, huh? it doesn't say we thought it was a crappy movie. No, no, doesn't no. nothing. No. Um, All right. What about the other ones? Uh, some crowd called Cinema Score uh, gave an average rating of B minus on an A plus to an F scale, so it wasn't that bad necessarily. Mm. Uh, Roger Ebert, he's from uh, Chicago. I can't remember where he's from. Uh, gave it. 1.5 out of 4 stars, and he says, um, only has one note, which it plays over and over, sort of a satanic water torture. It's not funny, and it's not <sighs> scary, Never. and it's all sort of depressing. So who said it was an action movie? Beats the who heck said it was a, yeah, I mean, it's a horror movie, doesn't have to be full of drama. I mean, it doesn't have to be full of action and stuff. And I, I mean, I don't know what yeah, these people it's, got it's, want. It's a good story. I mean, Stephen King writes a good book, and this one uh, became a, a fairly good movie. I mean, I wouldn't say it's top of the pile, mm. but it's not a bad movie. Yeah. I thought it was pretty yeah. interesting, especially the fact that it deals with a stranger coming to town. Yeah. And like so many movies and and books we read and watch, um, it. Sometimes there's a stranger coming to town. You don't know whether they're good or bad. Like, for instance, um, well, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. He, he's a stranger. We don't know his identity. And he we, comes over. He comes he over in, in in Good and the Bad and the Ugly. He and comes in, shoots lot, people, goes and home. Yeah. The interesting thing is we don't know enough about him. And yeah. we don't know his name, his character's name. Yeah, actually, well, in the first movie, uh, For a Fistful of Dollars. Hmm. 
We saw the other night, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, and he came in town, drifting in, and he played two families against each other. Uh-huh. When he was finished, he left. He, like, he made a few dollars, but he gave it away. A nice fellow, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. And, but no one, he, his name wasn't mentioned. No one knew where he came from. No one knew where he went. Mm, exactly. Yeah, that was it. So, no backstory, no nothing. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, and oh, wait, wait a minute. What? Uh, Jay, one last. Janet Maslin, uh, the film and literary critic for the New York Times, okay, yeah. gave a resounding negative review saying that Though this is by no means the grisliest or most witless film uh, made for one of Mr. King's horrific fantasies, it can lay claim to being one of the most unpleasant. Mm, Brother, some people in their heads. And honestly, if you don't, I mean, these critics, if you don't like Mm. that sort of story, it doesn't mean it's a bad story. Yeah. You know, hello. Yeah, some people have a different set of opinions out yeah. there. And I mean, if you like... Okay, if you grew up on Disney movies, mm-hmm. okay, and I'm not knocking Disney Studios, but when I was a kid, they used to have all these family movies. Mm-hmm. Not None of the movies were there to offend anybody or muck around their minds. They were good, clean, wholesome fun. Mm-hmm. Now, you take somebody who grew up in those... And threw them into something like um, Nightmare on Elm Street and showed them that movie. What would they think straight away? Horrible, nasty, scary movie. Mm. Now, most of it, I enjoy it. I like nasty, horrible, scary movies. But a person who grew up in a sheltered environment would think it's either a really horrible movie or I don't like it, it's disgusting and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah just yeah, most, yeah. most people I've ever yeah. associated with, they don't um, like watching horror movies. Yeah, but point is, there's good horror movies. Um, and I don't like some horror movies which don't really have a good story. I mean, there's a lot of... Okay, I'm not bagging any movies, so I won't mention any names. But there's a lot of slasher movies that come out. There's no real storyline to it. They base the fact on a group of people go to a haunted house or an old hospital or an old prison or go camping... And some guy who is believed to be dead goes around, terrorises people, cuts them up into pieces. They're all the same. There's no real but good storyline. Mm. And then, uh, like Jason Voorhees has a storyline. Mm, true. We know he, he was a kid who died up there, or supposedly died up there. We don't really know whether he's dead or a demon or what he is now. Um, yeah, I think I forgot. What yeah, was the last not, time well, I've... Oh, well, yeah, he, he was... He, he's indestructible. I'd say, mm. yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, mm. He's supposed to be died. He could have been burnt. He could have been killed. He was drowned. But mm. I don't know. But he's always there. Yes. Um, mm. but, it's, but it's a storyline. It's a backstory. And, and the, each story for each movie is a story. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah I mean, it's, but some movies don't have a storyline, mm. and that's what annoys me. Yeah, I just mm. get annoyed that these people who review them don't, don't give us a um, really... Well, yeah. well-received version of a review. They just, oh, I don't like that sort of I just don't like it because it's a, yeah, yeah. I don't like horror. That's, so not, that's not a review. Yeah. That's just a, someone's a set of opinions. Opinion. I don't that's like horror right. horror movies, so I'm going to rate this crap out. You know, mm. nah. yeah. not, not a good reviewer. I do like the fact that everyone was implicated in the yeah. store. Yeah. In some way or another. Like, each one of them bought something and each one got... Uh, manipulated into doing a prank, and that prank turned escalated into, into mayhem. De- mayhem. Hmm. Well, exactly that- right. So it developed. It hmm. went from warm and fluffy little town to a hell town. Was, of people killing each other and hating. And it blah, was just blah, luckily and, yeah. how yeah. Alan steps in and tries he, to. He, he, broke, um, he broke the spell. Yeah, hmm. I yeah I think that according to the book, um, Mr. Gala. Gaunt. Gaunt. He saw Alan as his arch enemy and he saw him as possibly his downfall. He was. He couldn't corrupt him. Yeah, because Alan didn't... He he said when he entered the store, he had everything he needed. needed. Yeah. He He had a good job. He had his house where he lived on. He He had a love interest. A love interest. Whom he he, um, proposed to and maybe get married to. He had everything he wanted. He wasn't... um, he didn't. He, he, had well, he wasn't he unhappy with his life. Hmm. Everybody must have had some little niggly bit in the back there saying, "If only I could, or only if I had, or something." 
and he knew this and he played on it. Yeah, he played on their mm. innocent wants, their in, wants and Gratification needs. Gratification sort of stuff, yeah. Or what they thought they need, but which they didn't. Yeah, who knows. But we're all a bit like that, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Now, if I could make a wish or get somebody who could manipulate things for me, Don't go there. I would like to be healthier, I'd like to be thinner, I'd like to get rid of my osteoarthritis. I'd like to get more hair. Um, what else? <laughs> yeah. A bit of my money wouldn't go astray. And, you know, yeah, but who's going to do that in the real world? It's like yeah. a movie. It's good. Let's not a bit go like monkey there. Poor, isn't it? Hmm. Monkey's poor. <sighs> anyway, as I was saying about this movie, it makes me think of a number of different other movies and TV shows where they deal with magical store that comes into your neighbourhood and it starts stirring up trouble for and the neighbours. And disappears maybe later on. Yeah, yeah. maybe or something. Yeah. Well, remember when I told you, I don't know whether it was in Twilight Zone or something else, there was a kid who went to a magic store. I mean, no, he, he told his dad about a magic store. He did, there's, no, there's no magic store there. And they went down there and they found a magic store. Mm-hmm. Then the kid went in there and he disappeared in a magic box. And the father came back looking for him, and the shop didn't exist. Ah. Uh, yeah, and another <laughs> one which dealt with them, um, I think we've been called uh, the th- um, Friday the 13th. It was a TV series. Don't mistake it for the um, movies. Jason Voorhees movies. It's nothing related to that, but I imagine that it doesn't really they matter. They borrowed the name. They borrowed the name. <laughs> that, that's the end of the story for that. Yeah, but yeah. it deals with a bunch, um, two kids or two adults who inherit a, an antique store with a lot of knickknacks, and they sell them all, all of them. And they real and they realize these knickknacks had a bit of a oh. pa- evil devil power in, involved. And, and their job became to get them back. Yeah. So you actually, really, um, you haven't seen Warehouse Thirteen. Not yet, anyway. No. Warehouse Thirteen had something like that. They they they, they were. Um, like Area Fifty One or something, who knows? Uh, a special warehouse which has been which has been which has been in existence in one ca- incarnation or another. Hmm. This is thirteen, but there was a warehouse one years ago, back in yeah, thousand yeah, years ago. Yeah, sounds a little bit and like the went, librarian. A yeah, bit well, too. a bit like a librarian, but a bit different. But they went out there and said, "Oh, there's an artifact out there which is creating this. Uh, this gives somebody superpowers or creates bad weather conditions or earthquakes. They have yeah. to go and find these artifacts and bring them back and lock them up so no one can use them." Hmm. So yeah, same sort of thing, I gather. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Mm. it is interesting. Mm. A store that has magical artifacts and it's either up to our protagonists to try to get them back in in order to to save humanity, stuff like that. They're lovely. It's not, Everyone needs a hobby, hey. <laughs> it's an awesome uh, TV series. I I we just down we just um, got it t- t- yesterday, so we're going to check it yeah, out. Yeah, um, I'm I cannot lie. I downloaded it. Only reason why I downloaded I couldn't find a copy anywhere. Okay. So it can be on YouTube if you want to I, watch it. Well, yeah, but YouTube usually is compressed so much sometimes there. It's not worth watching on YouTube. And so, most of yeah. the time, those ones are um, taken from videotapes. Yeah, and, then, and they're grungy. And, and they're grungy yeah, and they've yeah. been um, reused because of all well, yeah, they're, they're just about poor condition. And, well, the ones I downloaded are much better. I think they must be on VHS tape as well. That crap. Anyway, <laughs> so as I was saying, it's I, I don't do, always do that. I do think it's an awesome concept. The idea of a magical store and yeah. these things could be corrupted and very dangerous. And it's and either the heroes have to try to destroy the store or try to um, find the items and destroy them. Or sometimes the yeah. yeah. It's an interesting concept. But, yeah, it has been reused over and over. But the idea of a strange, a mystical stranger coming to a town and changing people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, there's good movies too which do that. Remember mm-hmm. the Seven Faces of Doctor Lau? Yeah, I remember that one. Good family movie. A little Chinese guy brings a mystical circus, carnival, whatever, to a small western town. Mm. And he changes the people in town for the better. Yeah, there's yeah. another movie mm. um, which was done by Disney, but it was taken from a book, obviously. Which one was that one? It was called um, 
um, something wicked this, this way, way comes. comes. Nothing yeah. to be familiar with Shakespeare's no, no, um, yeah, story or anything that. like that. Who played a role? It was James Brolin? No, uh, I don't know. I haven't remember. reviewed it yet. But I can't remember that. I know yet. for a fact it's another Disney mistake that went into the vault yeah, and disappeared yeah, yeah, from the world. I missed the mark a little bit. Because, yeah, um, yeah. again, this one was a horror... Um, drama type movie. Yeah, it wasn't horrific it, enough to make it interesting, and, and it, was it wasn't kiddie com- enough, and it wasn't comedy enough to please yeah, masses. So they made, they made, they did, did this. I mean, no one makes every movie perfect. Mm, true. I mean, Disney ha- over the years has probably turned out more successful films than anybody else mm. because they normally know their mark. When they try to experiment or deviate and they're not totally committed to the project properly mm. or don't get the balance right, then that sort of falls apart. And I think that one, mm. and that one day, uh, something in the forest, uh, the yeah, Watcher in, in the Woods. Yeah, that one there, that fell over too because yeah. they didn't commit yeah, one way so, or the other. They, yeah. It was all like, I'll so, sit on the fence here yeah. and I'll see what happens. So yeah, anyway, as we're saying, mm. the something we could this way comes, it was a dealers with another carnival and it deals with... This the carnival host who was dabbling in granting their wishes, but for a horrible price, yeah. uh, stealing their souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that one that movie we saw last year wasn't the Goosebumps one or something rather. Or no, no. Um, not Goosebumps. Um, um, I think you're thinking of Midnight. Um, I think you're thinking of... Uh, the top hat guy. Uh, yeah. I, I know who you're talking yeah, about. I'm trying guy. to remember the name, okay? Um, it's called Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's one, yeah, yeah. And the, and the Midnight Story Club or something, rather, or... Midnight Society. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kids mm. sit around and tell stories, and this girl made up a story about Top Hat. Yeah. It was the, ring, well, the ringleader guy. And he was a mystical type guy, too. And Yeah, and he dabbled uh, with souls and stealing children. Yeah, yeah. So, and, then, and, and she was dreaming about it, made up a story... And it came true, and, and we found it later on. She'd been, she'd come across this yeah. before. And I'm still trying to figure yeah. out how I'm going to get. I haven't got around to watching the new mini series that came out. What's that one? Of um, of um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? It came out not too long ago, but oh, I'm yeah. trying to find a, a good copy of it to watch. But I've been running through snags oh, at the yeah. moment. Oh, well, we'll find. I mean, we one. can't seem to download it anywhere. I keep I watch. The first episode, but again, I can't. One episode doesn't exactly help you yeah, understand the so story. Yeah, so you can't find YouTube or anything. No, it's not. It's only one episode, one and episode. allows um, the viewer to watch the rest when yeah, when yeah. it came out. I'm I'm baffled. It would be nice to get a couple of them. It would be so great to watch it, to watch the, it all so I can... go and buy it or yeah. something. It would be great to watch that and tell you guys about it, yeah. honestly. Mm. So you just yeah. guys know a bit of um, what it's about. Anyway, um, anyway, we've been talking long enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was that other movie. Um, I think it's called Vampire Circus that dealt with um, oh, mysterious that, that, people. That, that, that was that the Hammer one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. one dealt with a um, mysterious group of people. And they were stealing, stealing kids or something, wasn't it? They were yeah, stealing yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's another one that dealt with that sort of thing. That was good. It was always, mm. It's always interesting when you do the, with the writers and the um, filmmakers. They often use something familiar, something you think would not be scary. Something or, innocent. Something innocent, like a store or a carnival, and you think nothing will ever be frightening about this until. Beware of the clown. And then. <sighs> Something drastic happens and it changes your perspective on it. Yeah, don't trust clowns. Mm. Again, I won't review that that one in a while because it's far off. Yeah. But I will eventually mm. review those movies we mentioned one of these days. Eventually. Yes. Anyway, should we review this one? I mean, yeah. um, not review. I mean, um, uh, uh, vote, vote on it. Vote on uh, it. Uh, How uh, many? Whatever. Mm. Look, it's a good movie. Um, I would like to have seen. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that. Um, it, look, it flowed okay, but I, I, I think. I think honestly, there was too much going on. Mm. I was a little cu- curious about how. Yeah. Um, that Polly, um, lady, the girl that liked yeah. Alan, whether or not they. I know that they look like they. She reconciled with him yeah. eventually, oh, yeah, but yeah. and they yeah. would go on to have kids yeah, together yeah. and then get married. Well, the demon said they have kids. Now, they but, make a lovely couple. But yeah. things look like they were very shaken up after what's yeah, been happening. Yeah. Now, what, now, what am I going to say? Mm. I, was, I was doing my Go thing. on. Uh, I think they, they put too much in it. They, they could have they could left a few things out uh, of the book and 
uh, and worked on developing some of the other parts mm. to make it more intense. Mm. They just had too many things to try and say, oh, we'll do that, we'll do that, we'll do that. And I think they had too many things going on. Mm. And that kid over there and that person over there and that person over there and that person over there. And that, I mean, yeah. I think mm. got too many happening. And I think that... Yeah, I the, see what you f- mean. The flow could have been better. But it was... Yeah. The kid was the first victim, obviously. Yeah. And that's when it, it started... That started the ball rolling, as yeah, you put it, just, Mike. But it was just bouncing about, bouncing to... It's not like when you see a lot of skits together in a show, but they, they don't actually fit together and some of the scenes go, let's go here whack let's go there whack let's go there whack and it's sort of um to me it was going too quick and there's too much going on mm. which which i think uh took away from storyline yeah that's when, my opinion yeah oh just uh, so you guys it. know who <laughs> planted the money on alan's boat it was actually one of the baptist p- priest who did it yeah he did it because mr gordon told him to yeah. yeah, yeah, making yeah, it's making yeah. him saying sorry for doing this to you. Yeah, all that stuff, yeah. realizing I did it. Yeah. yeah, even though it's not funny, it's not a good joke. Well, no. When you think about it, it's kind of manipulating when you think about I it. I know. Anyway, that's all. We're, we're, we're finished that bit. There you go. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll, 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 I'll give it a nine only because I mean it's, it's a good movie, but it loses that one point. Uh, one, uh, at one point because um, the storyline was a little bit. Too jumpy aroundy for me. I mean, I mean, some people probably wouldn't mind it, but if you're trying to copy a book and put it into a screenplay, sometimes you've got to leave some stuff out. Hmm. Now, when George Lucas made Star Wars, he took a section out of the middle of the book and made a movie. He didn't try to jam the whole of the movie into a uh, book into one movie. No, he wasn't that stupid. He made a very good call. Said, "I'll do that. That couple of chapters right there." And that's what he did. Hmm. And they could have done that a bit better on this movie. So I'm nine. Still a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, nine. Yeah, I'm going to give this movie um, um, eight and a half out of ten. And why is this? Same reason? Mm, same reasons. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was crammed, and yeah. it was a lot. It was a lot to take in, and I keep trying to figure out how did. Um, I kept wondering what's happening with um, Alan or one of the other characters and, as but, I speak. But yeah, but you, but you jumped over somewhere else. You're watching him for a while, and then you jump over and somebody else. And when it, you thought that you knew who was doing the prank, you like um, you think, for yeah, a minute, but then you realise it was someone else. You're watching two different pranks at the same time. In some cases, someone's doing something, someone's doing that, and you find out at two different locations happening. When and you go, okay, fine, it's yeah, it's. It, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not supposed to be mental aerobics. It's supposed to be enjoying the movie. Yeah, so, yeah. I did like the music, the old-fashioned oh, yeah, yeah. music oh, yeah. stuff that was thrown in. It was more of a, um, you know, some orchestra music hall stuff, right? Music hall? No, no, maybe not music hall. <laughs> um, what was the what's, um, 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 theatre music stuff? Whatever. Where you classical? just no. classical stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but an, 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 an orche- nice orchestral sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, orchestra music that was really interesting. Yes. Anyway, do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, we have uh, things to do tonight, so thanks for listening to this latest podcast, fellas, and be sure to check out our next podcast when it's released. Uh, this is Sarah Stevenson and Michael saying, "See you guys around." Bye, Bye for now. guys. <laughs>